Still getting set up. Good morning. <laughs> Good to see y'all. Good to see y'all today. Um, the last song we sang, uh, What Can Wash Away My Sin? Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Um, that song was written after our scripture this morning, way after. But it's exactly what uh, David in Psalm 51 is uh, talking about trying to get at this dilemma, this struggle. And so we're going we're gonna to dive into that today with uh, my stuff here. So our uh, scripture passage is from Psalm 51, verses 1 through 12. And we're, uh, we're going to go kind of slow, just kind of walking through this, um, just to talk about what it's, uh, what it's saying. So have mercy on me, O God. So that's kind of a, a cry, right? Have mercy on me. There's something behind that. You don't say have mercy on me uh, unless you're in need of somebody having mercy on you. It kind of means that something's gone on, something's happened. Uh, the, the writer, David, is uh, lamenting something. Uh, he's distraught, he's sad, he's feeling like ah, maybe I messed up somehow, uh, according to your unfailing love. So there's a, a trust, a belief, hope, okay, I've done something bad, but I'm going to count really heavily on God's love to outweigh uh, what I've done. And he says, uh, according to your compassion, block out my transgressions, wash away all of my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Wow, that, I don't know if, uh, if you've ever had to pray this prayer uh, or pray this psalm as a prayer. Um, blot out my transgressions or iniquities in some other passages. Um, so there's, there's something going on as he writes this. Uh, it's not just a conversation. It's, it's, it's feeling like, gosh, I've, I've done something I, I, I regret. So let's, uh, let's go on to the next verse, verse 2. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so you're right in your verdict and justified when you judge. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. So that, doesn't that happen a lot? You know, we talk about, especially as we come today for communion, of repenting, asking God for forgiveness. Uh, but sometimes that's kind of a back and forth, Right. We ask God for forgiveness. Uh, the Bible says that if we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive our sin, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, and so we have that cognitively, but emotionally, feelings-wise, sometimes we feel like, gosh, but I still feel bad about what I've done or what I've said or what I've thought. And so David is looking for something to take that away. Um, Right, And in David's day, that would have been a sin offering, offering an animal or grain or something to take his place. Um, and so let's, let's continue. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb and taught me wisdom in that secret place. 
Keep going. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. So cleanse me with hyssop. Hyssop was a plant used for purification, uh, for healing, try to make something that uh, restored or renewed uh, to give it uh, back the properties that it had before. Uh, Wash me. So uh, in baptism, right, uh, we come to Christ in baptism, uh, confessing our sin and asking God to cleanse us. And so uh, when we uh, are are baptized in a river, uh, like in the Jordan, like Jesus in in his day, or maybe some of you were baptized that way, uh, you're, you're baptized with your head going upstream. So kind of in this direction, with your feet up and the water rushing over you so that it wipes that sin away, right? So you're clean. Uh, And again, uh, all that's gone before is wiped away and you're uh, cleansed from that, washed clean, uh, bright as snow. And so that's kind of the image that we want. We want that taken away. We want to feel that. Uh, We want to experience that. And the Bible talks about that being a reality, Uh, The struggle in our life sometimes is accepting that, believing that, feeling good, uh, confident about ourselves and and where we're going, but we're human and and we struggle with that. So David's not only asking for this cleansing, but he begins to talk about kind of a cleansing of his spirit, uh, a restoration of uh, more than just uh, the physical cleansing but kind of a spiritual, I want to feel, uh, he's longing for, uh, to kind of have a reset, to go back to how he felt before he uh, uh, hit this bump in the road um, and, and is struggling. Uh, and he knows that God has to do this. And so this is a great foreshadowing of what's going to take place in the life of Jesus is he comes to a point where he says, I can't do this. And so that's part of what this prayer is all about. Uh, this confession is, God, I come before you uh, and I feel this way. I, I feel lost. I feel sad. I feel like I've crossed a line and there's nothing I can do to get that back. I, there's nothing that can restore. You have to do that. I can't do that myself. So let's keep going. Create in me, God, a pure heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your spirit from me. May God add, restore to me the joy of your, I thought we were done. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. So that's, uh, that's, that's our, Psalm 51, that's a prayer sometimes maybe that that you've prayed. I feel lost. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. Uh, I feel like I've exhausted all of my resources. And so um, what do I do? So I thought I'd kind of try to illustrate that a little bit more this morning. And so uh, I have this shirt with this nice stain on it. I, I, I tried to just pour grape juice on it. But the stain wasn't very uh, pronounced. 
and I didn't know if y'all could see it if I held it up. So uh, I used markers to make it more stained. So uh, oh, we've got a lot of kids here today. Do y'all ever fall down like in something you're supposed to keep clean and you get it dirty and you go, oh no, you've done that? What? <laughs> what, what do you, you, moms and dads, woo, uh, y'all run into that too? How do I get that out? How do I get that stain out? So what's the best thing to get a stain out? What do you think? What? Wash it? Yeah, put it in the laundry. Yeah. Wash it multiple times, right? Yeah, so I brought some stuff today. I have a Tide pin. It's kind of faded. You can see that I make messes all the time. It's kind of worn. Um, and you could scrub that into it, and you try to get it out. And, you go, and, and sometimes we put a lot of effort into that, right? We're scrubbing and scrubbing. Maybe we get a, a, a brush or something, scrub away. I found um, this OxyClean Max Force gel stick, and you can take that and dab it on it, let it soak, and then you scrub it and uh, try to get it out. Um, I've got this professional Resolve stain remover, and you could spray that out. But you're worried sometimes, this is a white shirt, but sometimes you're worried, right? You put something, some chemical on like a green or blue or red shirt, and what does it do? It fades it out, right? Or the colors, it kind of ruins it. And so you're trying to clean it, but sometimes you, you make it worse. So what's something else that you could uh, use to try to clean something? Where could you go? Where could you ask questions? What? Okay, yeah, professional. You could go to a dry cleaner. What else? Right, ask a professional. What better place to do that than Google, right? Just Google it. What do I do? I'm lost. I'm stuck. And so sometimes out of kind of desperation, especially if you've got something you weren't supposed to get dirty and you're trying to clean it before somebody finds out, you, uh, you kind of exhaust um, different resources. I, I looked this up. The detergent industry uh, is a $130 billion industry. Uh, Tide, OxyClean, Resolve, $130 billion we spend trying to get ourselves clean. And so it's, uh, it's similar when we uh, kind of pursue and look at what our scripture was talking about. So this is trying to clean a stain out of a, a shirt, clothing, something we have, but what do we do and how much effort do we put into trying to clean a stain that we feel in our hearts and in our lives? What? What's that? Do you use a laundry strip? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, um, so mental health industry is a $375 billion industry. 
So as much as we want to get a stain out of a, a shirt, we spend a lot of money dealing with stuff that's in our hearts and in our lives, stuff we're trying to deal with. And those can be anything. We, we song, one of the, the first song we sang talked about addictions. Uh, we talked about washing this stain of sin in our lives. We, we do something, say something, or just perceive ourselves sometimes in a way that makes us feel like or make, we feel like we're less than. We don't measure up. It could be uh, something we've actually done. It could be something we just feel. We look around. We don't feel like we measure up. We don't, we don't meet the grade uh, that we have set for ourselves. We, we think about things that we've thought or said or done. And so that's, that's what's going on in our scripture passage today. David has done some things that he regrets. And so how does he reset the clock? How do we do that? And he's... he's uh, reaching for some sort of answer. God, do this for me. Do this to me. Don't turn your back on me. Don't walk away. Don't, don't go away. And so we try to find how do we scrub our heart, our soul, our, our minds. Um, and it's, uh, it's this uh, same process. And so oftentimes when we try to do that, uh, we, we use a lot of uh, devices that are at our disposal. If we look at the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, uh, eating the apple and then God coming down and he goes, what have y'all done? Um, or you turn to Exodus chapter 37 and read the story of uh, uh, Moses and Aaron and the golden calf. And Moses goes up on the mountain to see God and and as he's gone, the people get nervous that Moses might have gotten eaten up on the mountain. And so they're scrambling, trying to find a way to move forward. And they create this golden image. And when Moses comes down from the mountain, he says, what have y'all done? Well, they, they, they do a lot of things. The same thing we do a lot of times when we're struggling with what to do. We lie. We deny, we deflect, we redirect, we compare ourselves. Well, we, at least we didn't do that. Uh, we might have done something bad, but we didn't do anything that bad. So, God, you've got to let us off the hook. We downplay, we get angry. You dare confront me about this? Uh, your life's not perfect either. How could you tell me to do this or that? And so we, we kind of run around with the hope of trying to fix ourselves. And that's, that's a lot of times the same thing with a, a stain like this. We try to fix it. We do all the things we know how to do. We scrub and we work and we wash it two or three or four times. We take it to a professional uh, to try to clean it. Uh, and, um, and we find that we struggle a lot with trying to make that happen. So, so what's the answer? Well, we come to communion today, and in part in our faith, we celebrate that, yeah, we, we can't fix that. Um, we can't fix some things. We can't reset this button. We can't make it right uh, just on our own. Um, we need help fixing things that we do or that we did and we need help fixing things sometimes that we think about ourselves. 
There's a, a song I was, uh, I thought of as I was uh, working on this. Uh, it's called Who Am I by Casting Crowns. And I think many of you know the song. And it says, Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name, would care to feel my hurt? Who am I that the bright and morning star would choose to light the way for my ever-wandering heart? It's not because of who I am. It's not because, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. And it's a, it's a great promise. Um, again, John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sin, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's, when we come before God and we look this way, um, sometimes we, we think, okay, God can forgive them or, or that. Um, but when we bring our stuff before God, sometimes we're less confident that God wants to or is willing to or is able to forgive us. But that's, that's the promise we have. And that's why on the first Sunday of each month, we come together for communion. That's part of what we'll experience in a couple of weeks when we start the Lenten season leading up to Easter. Uh, a time of reflection, a time to recognize uh, the incredible, amazing grace of our Lord and Savior. That Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He took our place he took our stains upon him so that we might be able to receive that forgiveness, to feel like he really has washed us clean. And so part of what we do when we come for communion is we acknowledge, recognize um, that we are all sinners, as the Bible says, and stand in the need of grace that only God can provide. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and that proves God's love for us. So part of what we do is confess our sin and recognize and acknowledge our need of what God, only God, can do in our lives. So I invite you to pray with me uh, as we prepare our hearts for communion this morning uh, to recognize and to celebrate God is that good. Uh, God is. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants to lead us in paths of righteousness. He does want to come and cleanse our hearts and lives. Let us pray. God, we come before you today. We acknowledge that as Jesus sat with the disciples and, and shared this meal with them, that he was fully aware of what was going to take place later that night and the next day. He was fully aware that they and we were going to have to grow into this faith. It's not something we just hear about one time and go, oh, okay, well, that's great. 
But we come before you, God, acknowledging our need of you, amazed at your grace and love. And we come today, God, maybe struggling with our image of ourself, what we think of who we are, and or maybe something we said or did that we just can't seem to let go of. And I pray, God, as we come before you today, as we receive these elements of communion, that we'll hear your voice anew, that we can put that in your hands. We can put who we are, what we've done into your hands and know that you love us, you care for us, that as we offer our prayers of confession and ask for your forgiveness, that you do meet us right there. And part of the process of our growing in faith is learning more and more to accept that truth and to celebrate that and to walk in the newness of that faith. So God, receive our prayers today. Hear us, heal us. Give us hope, for it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. In just a, a moment, you'll be, um, give, you'll, you'll be able to come forward and receive uh, one of these little cups. Uh, it has the juice on one side and the bread on the other side. And uh, as you get it, you'll take it back and we'll peel off the, the part with the bread and eat that. Um, the body of Christ, which is broken for you, and then peel off the uh, part that covers the juice and uh, take that, the blood of Christ, which was given for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Um, at this time, I invite our communion helpers to come forward. <clears throat> 